Hey, y'all, it is Diamond here with the Creative Women Wanted podcast. And this podcast is for us, Black women in television, who love television, who want to be in television. It's about our stories. It's a place for us to discover stories. It's about our community. And I am, I'm excited about this episode because I'm getting to share again some more of my favorite, favorite content. All right. So this episode is about documentaries that you can watch if you want to study the legends, the greats, the icons, the goats, all of those people. And I mean, I have big goals. I have always had big goals. And when I think about it, like I've always wanted or I've always acted in my manifesting generator ways, right? Like I've always been multi-passionate. I've always kind of followed what felt good to me. And like, cause when growing up, like I wanted to be a basketball player because that's what I was doing at the time. I was playing basketball. Everybody kept telling me I was tall. So I thought I could be at the WNBA. And I was like, okay, like I, I shot for the stars. It was like, if I was going to play basketball, I wanted to be in the WNBA. And at some point in my childhood, I was like, okay, I want to do interior design. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do interior design, like maybe a 10 or 11, I was like, well, I'm gonna have a show on HGTV. And I think that just speaks to the, to the fact that like, one, I always wanted to be great at what I was doing, but two, I always was like following my passion. I was always like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I want to be excellent at it. And as I've gotten older and as I've, you know, just obviously like gotten more into my career, which has been like 10 years now, I've always wanted to be great. Like I've always wanted to be a television, a part of the television, like people that make great television that are excellent. The Oprah's, uh, Issa Rae's, Kevin Hart, Ava DuVernay's, like the diamonds of the world. And so these documentaries and storytelling and, you know, interviews have always given me insight into those paths and has also made the paths more, hmm, but how do I say this? It's made me feel like one, they're more attainable, but also help, you know, hearing people's stories helps me understand that these journeys are challenges, right? Like they're not meant to be easy. Everybody has their thing that makes their journey hard, right? And, and you know, documentaries always reminds me of that and it humanizes these icons, these greats, these legends, and, 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 and really just affirms my path. So I'm excited to share these seven documentaries for studying the greats. Now, there are plenty, right? And that's why this is part one, because I'm sure I'll come back and do another one on more documentaries for studying the greats. So the first one is The Imagineering Story. The Imagineering Story is a six-part documentary series about Disney's theme parks, okay? So the Disneyland's, the Disney World's, and it and it really shows like what was going on inside Walt Disney's mind, like what inspired him, why did he make the decision, what were the challenges in building something like this that had never been built before? Like this is, you know, Disney World and Disneyland are true innovations that I really feel like maybe because I haven't been you know, I don't feel like people give it enough credit and maybe I don't give it enough credit because I haven't been to Disneyland or Disney World or to any of those theme parks. But 
once I watched this documentary series, I was like, okay, yo, this is wild. I cannot wait to go to Disney World. And we get to see, you know, how all of the theme parks, I believe there are 12, how all 12 of the Disney theme parks came to be. So we're talking about like Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. And then, you know, one of their greatest feats, I believe, was in Japan or in China. Like, where did this vision come from? And if you are a person who likes documentary series, like if you have some patience and some time and you really want to see how the story evolved and how this journey has evolved, this documentary series is absolutely one of my favorite. I watched it a few years ago. I guess maybe in the pandemic I watched it. I don't remember where it lived at the time. Maybe it was Disney Plus. Yeah, like it was first when when Disney Plus came about. So it lives on Disney Plus. And I was just like, yo, okay, I need to go to Disney World ASAP. And I like this one because a lot of the documentaries that I watch are like music focused or entertainment focused in terms of like legends, greats. There are a few that are on this list, but I love a documentary series that is outside of that, that is more business and innovation focused. And this is definitely one. Number two, Whitney. Whitney, like when when I talk about the Whitney documentary, usually like when I'm talking to my friends about it, I get very emotional because it's literally one of the greatest documentaries I have ever seen. And it might be because I love Whitney so much like I love Whitney so much. I like um I'm your baby tonight is in heavy rotation still and it still makes me very emotional. Like I learned from the best all of that. Like she was just such a legend. And of course, there are a lot of us who saw her story play out in real time. So it's so unfortunate, but but we know it and I know like my mother really got to experience Whitney from the beginning. Whitney Houston is somebody that like reminds me of my aunt because she would always play Whitney in the car when we were younger. But it is really one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I I even got to see it in the movie theater. And I think it's excellent because it is so real and it really is sad. We get to see, though, from the beginning, like, I love how they open it up. It's like you hear her song in the background and you hear this, you see this montage and you see, like, you know, her performing and it's just so beautiful. So it's like, yes, you like you're because we know how it ended to see to see how it starts. It's just so it's really beautiful, you know, seeing like her seeing in the church and getting to see some of the behind the scenes because our girl was shady. Okay. Uh, Miss Whitney Houston was a shady lady. So, you know, seeing how confident she was, we get to see, you know, the Robin story and, you know, Bobby Brown. And then, you know, we get to see, we're reminded of the things that happened in the media with her and when she started to do drugs. And then we really just see it go completely downhill. And, you know, I think that like, it's always expected that, documentaries are told in chronological order. And and a lot of times that makes sense. This makes so much sense that you would tell it in chronological order. And the way that they do it is just phenomenal. Oh my God, it's so good. So I definitely want to recommend, you know, in terms of studying the greats, although it's very unfortunate how things ended for our legend, seeing her work ethic, seeing her confidence, seeing how people felt about her and just seeing how much she truly loved to sing and how effortlessly it looked. 
it's a good one for that. Number three, and these are not in any type of order, by the way, but they're just ordered this way on my list. But number three is The Last Dance. I think a lot of us spent the pandemic, or time in the pandemic, watching and tweeting about The Last Dance together. And The Last Dance, if you have not seen it, still, is, I mean, it's a documentary series. I, I don't know, maybe we've all seen it, but I watched it again. And it is just, you know, to watch it at different points in my life, right? Like to watch it when it first came out and then I watched it again recently, you know, I've, as I've, as my mind has become more clear, as I've gone through more things, I mean, it's just like, as I've become more self-aware too, it's just, it's just a different type of watch. Now, if you haven't watched it, you know, it's about, it's not just about Michael Jordan. I think that it got pinned as like a Michael Jordan story, but it's really about the Chicago Bulls. I think the 96 96 Chicago Bulls team, whenever they had their last dance. Okay. So forgive me for not having that fact right now, but whenever they had genuinely their last dance, their last season together. And when I say there, I'm talking about Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, Steve Kerr, um, and, and, you know, the coach, of course, Phil Jackson. So we get to see all of their stories and how, you know, all of them came to be very excellent basketball players, how all of them came to the team. Of course, at the center of the team is Michael Jordan, right? So it's like we even got to see Michael Jordan, you know, when he wasn't with Phil Jackson. And then when Phil Jackson came to the Bulls, like we get to see all of that. We get to, you know, see, you know, the tragedy that Michael Jordan experienced, you know, with his father passing and or being murdered and how close he was to his father and being able to win a ring on Father's Day after his dad had passed. So it's it's so deep, but it's really beautiful. And, and it's not told in chronological order. They have to do a lot of going back and forth, which I find very interesting from a creative perspective. But it's absolutely one of the best documentaries I've seen because this team you know, the Bulls was so legendary. And after I watched this documentary series, I like to like keep, I like to stay in the world sometimes. Like, so after I watched the Imagineering story, I really got into Disney. So I end up reading like the Pixar story at some point, right? Or, you know, after I read, so let me go back to Disney really quickly. After I read, you know, the CEO of Disney's book, I got into the Pixar story, the Imagineering story, and I was really diving into the world. Like, I like to, like, let myself be immersed. So after watching The Last Dance, I read Phil Jackson's 11 Rings. Phil Jackson, coach of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal and Steve Kerr. Like, he's coached so many people. He's so great himself. And he has 11 rings. So it's crazy. And just to understand his story and how he became to be so great is really good. 11 Rings is a really good book if you read The Last Dance and want to continue with the Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson world. Number four is a documentary series, or it's a documentary again on Disney Plus. It just came out. It is called We Feed People. And it is about Chef Jose Andres. Andres, he he's a world-renowned chef. He started out as a chef and, you know, built his career and had lots of businesses. And at some point in his career, he made the decision that he wanted to feed people during humanitarian crisis, crises, right? 
So at some point, there was a humanitarian crisis. I forget which one it was. It might have been Haiti. But he and his team, they went out there, they set up kitchens with what they had, and they started to make food for people and started to take food around to these places that had been truly damaged and ravaged and, you know, where people were hungry and he was doing it in his own dollar. And at some point people definitely thought he, he was doing it, you know, for money, but he wasn't, he was doing it because he truly wanted to feed people. And he wasn't, you know, he was feeding people what he knew, but then at some point he decided to feed people what they, what they loved based on the area that he was in. Right. So, I mean, he was feeding people in Haiti and Katrina and Houston and all these, you know, during all these crisis crises. And it was really beautiful because the people in these communities like Katrina, when when things were so bad for them, like they wanted to help him help their people, which is why it's called We Feed People, because they are literally feeding people. And it is just so beautiful to see this man, this this chef who still had restaurants running and still does as he's feeding people around the world 24 hours a day, like nonstop. He it's just beautiful to see his passion and his love for just making sure that people are fed and people are not hungry. Um. And he has a family, you know, so his family has to sacrifice time with him. Of course, these children want their father, right? And this wife wants her husband, but they sacrifice him in their time with him in order for him to be able to go, right, and do what he is called to do. So it's, again, it's on Disney+. Plus. It is really beautiful and well done. And, you know, they even have, you know, this moment where Donald Trump was like throwing the toilet, like, like literally Donald Trump was balling, right? Throw in the toilet tissue um, to folks um, in Puerto Rico during the, um, after the hurricane had hit and Jose, Chef Jose Andreas was down there like feeding people like not, and not just for the media, but doing it because it was something he loved. Number five is Wolfgang, which is about Chef Wolfgang Puck again on Disney Plus. And I watched Wolfgang after I watched after I watched Chef Andres because I was so interested in like I was so interested in you know other Disney documentaries and I wanted to just get more into the chef world, right? So Wolfgang, a lot of us know Wolfgang. You know, if you don't know Wolfgang, he he's a world-renowned chef. He was really the first kind of celebrity chef you know, in America, right? Like he was, he was, he's not from here, but he was the first one that was really just like popping, right? Like they had his own personal brand, they had his own frozen food, right? And it's, and all started from him having, you know, he started out, you know, in the country that he's from, cause he's not from here. But when he came here, you know, and he started working at restaurants and then he started his own restaurant and his food was just excellent. I mean, it was the hot spot. So it's really dope to see, him and his wife build this restaurant brand, like where it was like hot ticket in town. Every celebrity was there. And I don't even remember what decade this was. It might be the nineties or the eighties, but very popping time. And he really built a brand from the ground up. Like his stepfather did not believe that, you know, being a chef was a viable career. You know, he was, you know, like he had to leave his home early because he was so passionate about cooking and his family just didn't support him in that. And 
you know, he's the OG celebrity chef, you know, before the Emeralds, before the Bobby Flays, he was the man. So I really enjoyed learning his journey. He's a great, he's a legend. He's obviously a goat. And, you know, if you love a good story like that, if you're interested in something different, I would definitely suggest Wolf Gang. I would say these are like bonus ones that I liked. Um, the Bee Gees, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Brilliant, right? Brilliant. Oh my God, it was so good. I was so surprised because like I, I watched it because I love HBO Max and it's an HBO Max original and like I love their documentary series and their documentary. So I watched it. I was like, okay, let me give it a try. And I was just so surprised, number one, that these these voices to these songs that, that I knew, right? Um, like, baby, come back. Uh, you know, like, okay. Oh, there's so many songs that the Bee Gees made that are like, what? That is them? That is these white men with so much soul? I feel like they are so sampled. It's crazy. So, you know, just to see these three brothers and their life and them build a career in music as a family and how they created these hits and melodies, like how their brain was moving in order to create things that are lasting. Because that's the thing I think too about legends and greats is that, you know, they're really making long lasting impact. And I think their journey takes time. Like they have these very warming up periods before, you know, they are like, boom. And I think that's what makes for a long lasting career. That's how I think about myself. My, it's taken time. It's taken over 10 years at this point to get to this moment that I believe where I'll say, you know what? Okay. Yes. This is what I've been working for. And, and I, and I feel like I live that life now where it's like, this is a life that I've been working for, but there's still this moment. Like when I sell a show and when I win an Emmy and when I'm, you know, I have my hit shows, my scandals, you know, it, it's not a, and when I say my scandals, I'm talking about the, the, um, Shonda Rhimes show. But when I have my hit show, my top chef, my um, big brother, my how to get away with murder, like what, like my hit shows, I will, I may feel like I have made it. And I feel like with the Bee Gees and Wolfgang and Whitney Houston and Michael Jordan, we get to see their warm up periods and understand that this journey takes work and sacrifice. Work, sacrifice, challenges that we probably can't even imagine, but it's like there are challenges and they're part of our journeys. And what I've seen in all these six so far, these six documentaries that I'm talking about here is that they just, what else are they going to do? They have a goal, they have a mission, so they've got to work through it. And then the last one, I mean, I rewatched Life is But a Dream after Renaissance came out. I mean, which still has me in the chokehold, headlock, all of the things pinned down. Um, But I rewatched Life is But a Dream because I wanted to see what it was like for young 31-year-old Beyonce. And I think we just get to see how the intention she made at 31, because I'm sure there was intentions before that, right? But getting to see the intentions that she had and the decisions that she made for herself at 31 really led to this woman that could create such a beautiful piece of art as Renaissance. So we get to see, you know, just her decision-making process, her thoughtfulness and how she is just like, I'm not backing down. Like, this is what I want. You know, that big Virgo energy. This is what I want. This is what I expect. And 
this is what I believe I deserve. And I think that during this journey for me, you know, as I journey on to like make a really huge impact and make really great impacting in television or impacting television, I think about like, I know that there's going to be times when I'm going to have to stand up for myself, put my foot down. I mean, that's been this case now and it's only going to continue to be the case is like, yo, I got to be confident in my decisions. I have to be confident in my creativity. I think that's what I, I mean, a hundred percent could see in life is but a dream is like Beyonce had a vision. She had an expectation and she did not negotiate. And I think we see that we see how that works out for her, right? It's greatness. And I want the same for myself. Documentaries teach me so much. They're like, they're, they're my educational tool. They teach me so much. They remind me of so much. They awaken me to so much about this journey, this greatness journey. Very different from what social media can tell us, right? Or make us, you know, lead us to believe. And so I appreciate these seven documentaries so much. So if you are you know, on your journey to greatness, you want to be great, legend, goat, all of the things, you just want to do your best work. These are some really good documentaries to get started with if you haven't seen them. So if you like this episode, if you have a favorite great documentary that you think I should watch. Now I've watched a lot, okay? So I, I'm, I probably will be back for a part two very soon. But if you just want to make a recommendation, I'd love to hear it. Feel free to email me, therealdiamond at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review and rate the podcast. Let me know what you think about it. Because I just, you know, I just want to grow the community and your review and your rating helps me with that. And make sure you subscribe, right? For more new episodes, I will be back. Thank you all so much.